Hello, America. It's Friday. Great show coming up next. The Glenn Beck Program. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's Friday. And uh, that always makes... Doesn't it make you feel special, Stu? It Aren't sure you does. just mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're revved up, ready to go. That's right. Are you... Yeah, yeah. Are you... Are you? Did you decorate your... Uh, Hang on just a second. Uh, I got to find out exact because it's it rolls off your tongue. So, did you deca- decorate your World Day Against Trafficking in Persons tree? I have not. I have not even picked it up yet from the lot. Uh, there was just yeah, not a lot I left. Had, Everyone had already cleared it all yeah, out. Yeah, I know. I didn't get my tree up, but I I have my my World Day Against Trafficking in Persons Advent calendar. <laughs> uh, and today was the last day to open it up. And it Seems was really, weird to have like a piece of chocolate yeah. every day to celebrate uh, yeah. that particular holiday. <laughs> well, you know, some people would say that, but I, it's the way I like to remember it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to remember every, every kind of, you know, slave or atrocity kind of act with chocolate. Um, it, it helps me really zero in and make a difference in the world. Anyway, um, let me talk to you a little bit about relief factor. Have you discovered that you can't do that one thing that you've always wanted to do or really enjoyed doing because you're in pain all the time? And every time you swing, swing the club, you're like, ow. Yes. May I suggest relief factor is here and can help you. Uh, relief factor. I was going through some of the worst pain uh, of my life and my hands were so much pain that i couldn't i couldn't pick up a pencil i really like to write letters not to type them uh and i couldn't pick up a pencil or a pen i couldn't paint anymore this is how much relief factor has changed my life uh this weekend is my first art show and i've got i think 12 or 15 paintings that i have done in the last year uh, that's how much it has changed. I couldn't pick up a paintbrush before Relief Factor. Now, I don't have a problem. Relief Factor. It's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors. 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more. Get a three-week quick start trial pack for nineteen ninety-five. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. Hey, we just have to say another, I don't know what's happening. It's probably COVID, but the sixth high-ranking Cuban military official has suddenly passed away. Uh, And it's quite a shock. I know, I know whoever the hell the dictator is that's running that uh, rat trap of a communist country. Um, I'm sure he was very broken up about it as well. Um, again, the sixth high-ranking Cuban military official has died. That's six in just the last couple of weeks. Stu, let me get some comment and color on that. What do you think might be happening? Is it COVID? It could be COVID. As you know, the U.S. embargo on Cuba has stopped Damn the Americans of vaccines to the tiny <sighs> nation struggling for its survival. You know, if I could say one thing to America today, it would be, why, (laughs) why, why, why do you keep inflicting all this death on Cuba? Oh, my gosh. Anyway, uh, also in the news today, Dave Rubin, who's going to be on our show here in about, uh, oh, I don't know, 100 minutes or so. Dave Rubin is firing back at Twitter 
after Twitter locked him out of his account. Now, here's what that rat bastard Dave Rubin did. Dave Rubin went on higgledy-piggledy last night, and he must have been drunk. Let me tell you what he wrote. He wrote, they want a federal vaccine mandate for vaccines, which are clearly not working as promised just weeks ago. People are getting and transmitting COVID despite the vaccine. So now they're prepping us for booster shots. A sane society might take a pause, but we don't live in a sane society. <laughs> oh, there you go. He was spreading misleading information and possibly harmful information related to COVID-19. Now, Dave, uh, you know, I, I spoke to Dave and Dave's going to be on the program and he'll tell you himself. He said everything I said was true. But do we really know what truth is? Stu, how do we know the truth? I mean, especially when it's ever evolving. You know what I mean? My understanding is basically we take a claim and we ask uh, Mm -hmm. Dr. Fauci if it's correct. And if he says it's correct at that given time, then it is true. And it has the aura of Now, are you leaving out the scientific magic eight ball that he shakes every time? (laughs) I'm not going through his process. I was just saying what our process is. Okay, just our process. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have to ask Dr. Fauci. And look, I'm a doctor, so I I understand (laughs) Fauci's magic eight ball Mm -hmm. scenario Mm -hmm. uh, when he's like, do we wear masks today? And then he shakes it and he's like, (laughs) ask again. You know, so... Uh, it's, uh, it's quite, you know, it's very scientific, very, very scientific. Um, so we're going to talk to Dave Rubin about that. I can't, I mean, when is America really going to wake up and realize, yeah, you don't really have any freedom. Well, you, you really don't. I mean, it's, it kind of is cute the way the America we live in is kind of like a Disney version. I mean, Disney, if Disney was an evil dictator um it's a disney version it kind of resembles france you know it kind of resembles a castle that you might see over in europe but it's really not it's really not you know i'm actually torn on dave rubin's freedom because as you point out uh it is not an act of freedom to take his twitter account because he tweeted something he believes on the other hand He's about to experience real freedom as he takes his one-month sabbatical from the internet and news, which he does every year. And that, to I me, strikes that. me as real freedom in the society right now. It does. It does. I mean, you know, it's really weird because, look, you're going to be a slave if you're on Twitter. They've got all your information. They're tracking you. They know everybody. I mean, is this sounding paranoid? No. It's only true because it's... It's, I'm, I only sound paranoid because they are doing all that thing, all those things. But anyway, um, uh, you know, you, you're you're trapped and your kids are sucked into this bogus world of online uh, information and and uh, social media. But you'll at least know when the official time that you've actually become a slave. You know what I mean? Mm. To them. If you're off social media. You know, you might be free, you might have, you know, no worries or anything like that. But then you don't know, like, hey, I'm officially a slave. You know what I'm saying? 
it'll just they'll just start they'll just march on the you know on your property and they'll be like wait a minute when did this happen and i'm not sure which one i want uh, the ignorance is bliss let me ask mm-hmm. let me let me ask let me ask you would you rather know what you know today or would you rather just be one of those dupes that are just like you know i'm i'm just following the kardashians if I remember the movie right, I think the blue pill was the one where if if Neo took it, he yeah, you take the blue pill, he just goes yeah, back Matrix. to like his normal life and never realizes any yeah. of this happens. Oh, I'm blue yeah. pilling it all day. I take a handful of blue pills and just jam right. them down my gullet. Right. Well, I'm thinking that there's somebody in the government right now going, hmm, we can just get him a bunch of blue pills and jam them down his gullet. It'd be great. I think I would too. I was I was not that guy. But now I'm kind of like, eh, all right, we live in the Matrix. All right, don't tell me about the server farm. I don't want to know about it. I'm fine. Well, I'm good. Everyone I'm praises good. the red pill. I, they, I don't think they showered on the Matrix ship at all. I mean, it, it, it must have been <laughs> the smell of that ship right. just uh, in and of itself yeah. is worth taking the blue pill. Yeah, yeah. Th- they say the truth will set you free. But really, for a long time after you know the truth, before it sets you free, it sucks. sucks yeah. You're like, oh, crap, what? <laughs> Soylent Green really is people. I've been eating people the whole time. Okay. Um, by the way, I have, a, I have a delightful story from the Hamptons. Uh, now, of course, how would you describe the Hamptons on Long Island, Stu? Uh, it's the place where Chris Cuomo summers. Uh, it is a uh, okay. all right. It's you go there. It's I would very like to just, you know how very expensive. You know Disneyland uh, is the is the is the happiest place on earth. This would be the snottiest place on earth. Yeah, sure, you? that's fair. That's yeah, basically okay. fair. Yeah. All right. Okay. I just want to I just want to read this verbatim. Some of the locals driven an hour inland to Long Island for much more affordable groceries due to rising prices. The affluent Hamptons residents are struggling to keep up with their new super rich neighbors. One long time, one long time homeowner locally told Vanity Fair, there's so much money here now. It's nauseating. I mean, I'm a one percenter, but I bear no resemblance to these people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Never ends. Yeah, the unidentified woman told the outlet she now has to work at relaxing. Mm. It's a different place now. It's all of a sudden the Hamptons have become the age of entitlement. (laughs) Uh, Sweetheart, it always has been. (laughs) It always has been. Uh, She says uh, they rent out their properties now. Uh, and they said fifty or seventy-five thousand dollars a day, but I suspect they're renting that place out to closer to a hundred thousand. If I weren't here already, I wouldn't come now. The conspicuous consumption is just grotesque. <laughs> oh my god! From the that's like that's like a Beverly Hills resident telling you how grotesque it is on how people are getting plastic surgery all the time. Hmm. This is basically the area that all the really rich people in Manhattan who went on television and said they needed to lock down the city all escaped to, so they didn't have to deal with any of the restrictions. This is what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, exactly right. 
Um, I am in uh, I'm in St. George uh, today for World Day Against Trafficking in Persons, which is such a I mean, that's the U.N. has named it that. And I I'm so glad that we have the U.N. because things like that, that just rolls off the top. How many times have you said, hey, happy World Day Against Trafficking in Persons Day? Um, but, uh, the, the, the day is meant to wait, raise awareness to help stop the fastest growing criminal enterprise in the world. Um, estimated 2 million children worldwide involved in some way in slavery and trafficking. Uh, and today I'm in St. George this morning with, uh, underground railroad operation, underground railroad and Tim Ballard. Uh, and they're doing a, a big event, people standing against slavery today in St. George. And then this evening uh, at Thanksgiving Point in Salt Lake City, and tickets are still available. I'm going to be speaking there. Lewis House is there. Um, they have some uh, entertainment that is going to be there, some music. Uh, but it is really people who are willing to stand against trafficking. And, you know, uh, you know, I know everybody's against slavery i think i mean that's that is do we still have that in common are we still a nation that is like yeah no i mean i hate your guts and i disagree with everything but slavery yeah i agree with you i do expect a new book from ibram x kendi extolling the virtues of the new slavery that is actually okay that's on around the corner at your local target stop slavery yeah is to have more slavery (laughs) Right. It's coming. It's coming. (laughs) That's right. We need to enslave those people who are related or possibly not related at all to people who used to be slave owners. Mm. Enslave them. That's how anti-slavery I am. I've got a hundred white people in chains. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, Anyway, um, this is a day when uh, we can all come together. I really, truly believe that there is... There's a few things that can bring us together. And I used to think that it was the Bill of Rights because that's our unum. That that is from many one. That's why everybody came here. That's why people are still trying to get here from Cuba uh, and other countries where there is oppression because they see the Bill of Rights. They see the ability to speak your mind, to say something that the government doesn't like, and they can't stop you for... Well, no, wait, hang on just a second. I was just thinking of Dave Rubin. Rubin. Okay, so forget that part of the Bill of Rights. But I'm sure there are parts of the Bill of Rights that we still have. Hang on, I was sorry. I was just, I was just thinking of the surveillance system that... The Capitol Police are putting in that the courts have already said it's a violation of the Fourth Amendment. So, okay, forget the First Amendment and the Fourth Amendment. But other than that, people are coming here because they see the freedoms that we have and the ability to stand up against your own tyrannical. Hang on just a second. I just remember the head guy of the ATF uh, just did an, uh, an interview with a London paper where he said, He's really quite upset that they can't just take guns away from people who say things that he and others don't like. Um, but he's working on that. So forget the Second Amendment. To- anyway, once upon a time, there was this fantasy land where you could go and be free. And you could speak your mind. 
Those were the things that people came here for. This is why my family came here and most likely your family came here. We came here because we couldn't be ourselves. We couldn't we couldn't pursue our dreams and not have to go through a whole bunch of red tape and pay homage to some clown that would take a portion of what we did. We didn't have to join unions and guilds and everything else. We came here for freedom. I don't know if we can still unite on that, but perhaps we can still unite on the freedom of other people, actual slaves. Today, stand with us. If you're in this area at all, please join me. You can find all the information uh, at uh, Operation Underground Railroad. Operation Underground Railroad. Uh, that is uh, org. Our sponsor this half hour. Sponsor this, uh, this half hour is Blinds.com. Whether you realize it consciously or not, the way that a room is laid out and put together is really important, uh, especially if it's you know the part of your house you want to spend a lot of time in. Blinds.com understands this and helps you find the perfect finishing touch in the form of the best window treatments available. If it's blinds you need, they have you covered. Indoor or outdoor shades? You're going to find exactly what you want. When you do business with Blinds.com, you're going to transform that space into what you want it to be, what you want it to feel like. Plus, right now, they're offering up to 35% off everything, so you can upgrade any room, indoors or out. With 25 million blinds sold, Blinds.com makes ordering custom window treatments easy online. With free shipping and 100% guaranteed perfect fit, sunshine and barbecues are in the forecast, so upgrade your backyard and your window treatments with Blinds.com and do it today. Blinds.com. Save up to 35% off everything this weekend at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ten second station ID. Hey, uh, hey, Stu, I wanted to get your thought on this. Uh, there is a there's a new study out, um, but I hate to bring it up because the science is settled. The University of Cambridge says the Earth's interior is swallowing up more carbon than anyone thought. Hmm. Uh, apparently, the tectonic plates collide and you know dive down into the interior, and it stays locked down. And they've just published that a third of the carbon uh, recycled beneath volcanic chains returns to the surface via recycling. In contrast to previous theories on what you know what goes down has to come back up, so they they now believe that uh, our CO two problem, what is it, two thirds of it are are actually being eaten by the Earth, and they didn't know that before. Now I know the science is settled, but does that give us maybe an extra month? Uh, you know. Uh, you know, we're like 12 years and one month away from total doom. It's strange how the Earth seems to take care of some of these problems. Uh, it's almost as if it Isn't was designed it? in some way to 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 have people on it. Yeah. I don't know. That's probably just ridiculous. Um, but I, I would say, uh, you know, there is something to be said for the fact that the science has changed here, Glenn. And, and scientific consensus only exists when scientists tell you that it exists and Therefore, they are always right and never wrong, because even if they were wrong before, they were right then, 
And if they, whatever was right before, they've now told you was wrong. So they're still right. So they're right again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what you need to remember about all of this. They're just not as right as they were the day before. You know what I mean? They're always, I I disagree. They're always uh, unquestionably right. It's just that they get to tell you. It's like if, if if a football team was like, we will tell you when we win. They will always win because they can always just say, we won. Whether the, now that you might say like wait a minute your score is lower than the other team but they can say we are the arbiters of what whether we won or not and we are telling you that we won so we won and it works out like that for science uh, over and over and over again when they're wrong they well, just get to science. say well it's science if if i may quote nancy pelosi science 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 science, science. yes science. exactly yes I don't know when she turned into Thomas Dolby, but uh, it was nice of him to stop by addressed as Nancy Pelosi. All right. Chip Roy joins us from the nation's capital next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you uh, a little bit about Rough Greens. Jason lives in Texas. He writes in about his dog's experience with Rough Greens. He says, I have a nine-year-old Great Dane with a thyroid problem. She can't take her medicine because it makes her throw up constantly. Oh, you got to love that. Before I tried Rough Greens, she slept 23 hours a day. I can't tell you the difference. She does a happy dance all the way to her bowl, and she's so much more active, and she even jumped on my my shoulders twice in the last week. She hadn't been able to do that in four or five years. This is an amazing transformation. Thank you so much. Jason, that is really great news. Thank you for writing in. My dog Uno is also nine, and that's old for a German Shepherd. And the difference in him that Rough Greens has made is is unbelievable. It truly is. It's not a dog food. It's something you put on the dog food. It's a supplement filled with all the kind of things that make your dog healthier and happier. Get a free bag of Rough Greens just to try out for a couple of days to make sure your dog likes it. If, you, if they do... Go back and order a full bag of roughgreens.com slash Glenn, 833-GLEN-33. It's roughgreens.com. People are being banned on social media all the time. We need a place that's safe for conservatives to speak. It's Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Glenn. We have a crisis at our border, and we're playing footsie with mask mandates in the people's house. I mean, it's absolutely absurd what this body is doing, the people's house. It's an embarrassment. It's a mockery. And the American people are fed up. They want to go back to life. They want to go back to business. They want to go back to school without their children being forced to wear masks, to be put in the corner, to have mental health issues. And we're running around here, and the speaker comes down here at 10 o'clock in the morning saying, we got to wear masks in the people's house while we've got thousands of people pouring across our border, and Democrats don't do a darn thing about it, heavily infected with COVID. I that was the day I truly fell deeply, deeply, passionately in love with Chip Roy. Um, if it wasn't for the icky sex, I would suggest that we got married. Um, but uh, maybe it's just me. Oh, stop it, Stu. Don't put your head in your hands. Uh, Chip Roy is with us now. Hello. Hello, Chip. How are you? You're going all Obergefell on me here, Glenn. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure about this this train of questioning, but uh, but I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah, uh, I have to just tell you, I, it was so good to see you 
stand up and you were you were saying the things and and I could tell you felt it the same things that so many Americans are feeling you 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 are shipping these people in that we know have covid you did a test on them and you're just shipping them into the country and then you're telling us we're trying to spread covid we're we're killers if we don't get a vaccination or we don't believe in a mask are you kidding me it was really good really good well well, Glenn, I appreciate it. I mean, the hypocrisy is astounding. And, and like this just is just the two issues now are all coming together where the American people are just fed up. I mean, there's dozens of issues that we're all pretty frustrated about. But the, the state of the border is an absolute abomination. It's endangering Texas, it's endangering Texans, it's endangering migrants, it's empowering cartels, it's allowing COVID to spread, it's endangering Border Patrol agents. And, and we could talk chapter and verse about that and the fentanyl and the opioids all coming into our country. Meanwhile, you've got the massive amount of tyranny being enforced upon the American people by the Biden administration and now Speaker Pelosi in the House of Representatives. And it, it is absolutely untenable. I'm not going to have it. Uh, I can't in good conscience be a leader of this country and be going down to the floor wearing a mask saying, OK, I'll comply, Speaker Pelosi, whatever you say, when there were literally 90 people hospitalized in D.C. when they uh, two weeks or a, a couple of months ago uh, rescinded the mask mandate. There's 27 in the hospital right now. There's been two deaths in the last two weeks. There's been more murders than that. It is an absolute absurdity what they're doing, and there's no science behind it. One last point, the capital position who told us we all have to wear masks again, he based that upon a CDC recommendation, which was based mm-hmm. upon a study in India for a vaccine that is not approved in the United States that was not peer approved. In fact, it was rejected. And then they order us to wear masks. It's just all crap. So what's going on, Chip? What is this really about? This is about power. That is very simple. This is about power. You will be made to do what they say. You will be made to follow their orders. And this goes well beyond that. It's like critical race theory. It's everything else that they're trying to do to force us to bow down to the altar of the almighty, powerful, and government and all-knowing. It is 100%. You can see it in their rhetoric, right? It doesn't matter what the facts are. Glenn, my father is a polio survivor. I am decidedly pro-vaccine. But let's be clear. I'm decidedly pro-vaccine freedom. Make the choice based on the information available that is in the best interest of you and your family. The government has no frigging right to come in and tell me what to do. And damn, I'm going to stand up for my family, stand up for my staff when Nancy Pelosi says they have to wear masks. And I'm not going to comply. Very simply put. And in fact, they're going to cause Americans who might have gotten vaccinated to not get vaccinated because we're going to stick our middle finger up at the government saying Mm -hmm. you don't get to do that. Yeah, I read an article about a year ago, and I happened to pull it off and and save it. And uh, I went looking for it a couple of days ago. It's from the Rand Corporation. And it said that the government uh, was looking into ways, when there was a vaccine, looking into ways to convince the American people to take the vaccine. And it goes through all of the scenarios that they are recommending. None of them were belittle people, call them killers, force them to do it and tell them that they won't have any privileges. They're not trying to convince. You know, it's like this. You also did a great job uh, on the draft for women. 
I'm sure all the women organizations are like, oh, finally, we can be drafted. Um, there's no reason for this. This is th- there's nobody clamoring for this. There's no draft that is coming. It, it, it is it, it's either they know something that we don't know and they're they're going to be drafting everybody, which I highly doubt or they're doing it. So we're arguing again about something else. Well, I think there's a lot to that, right? I think they try to do that to obfuscate and change the narrative away from their absolutely horrible leadership of this country. But I will say, however, when eight Republicans on the Senate Armed Services Committee vote to draft our daughters, then we need to be lighting a fire under the rear ends of Republicans and say, don't you dare. And I mean this, I mean, I, I will have nothing to do with Republicans who vote to draft our daughters. You don't do that. You want to get rid of the draft? I'll have that debate. But I am not in any way, shape, or form going to play uh, games and say that we're going to draft our daughters. And on this, you, know, you, know, you overall, went further. You went further. You you said this quote. Let me be perfectly clear. I will not be honoring whatever law is drafting my daughter. That that is a congressman saying. If you make that a law, I'll break it. That's yep, a pretty big and deal. That's true. Yeah, it is a pretty big deal. They come in, try with selective service and come in and get my daughter to have to sign that thing. I ain't, I ain't going to have anything to do with that. Obviously, if she's 18 and she has a free will, but I will back up her if she has no desire to uh, register for the draft. And we shouldn't be sending our daughters to be put in the front lines in combat in foxholes in Afghanistan, Iraq or anywhere else in the world. It's absolutely absurd. It's not good for our defense. It's not good for our women. And uh, and I'll stand that I will absolutely die on that hill 100 percent. And and I will run against and I will fight any Republican who's on the other side of that. I have no patience for it. Have you read the uh, White House plan or strategy for uh, uh, defense against uh, domestic terrorism? Uh, I have not. Uh, It sounds like something that I'm. uh, probably do need to read yeah it's yeah let me let, let me t- you just go to whitehouse.gov and and read it but uh chip i did a special on it uh wednesday and i'm telling okay. you it's not a plan it's already being done you'll know what, what's being done um i mean just look at what the capitol police are doing why are they opening up new offices in the west coast and you know uh in in other cities other than washington dc that's why you have the office of the FBI. You don't have a a Nancy Pelosi uh, congressional police force out in the middle of America that only answers to Congress. It doesn't. I can't FOIA anything that they're doing because it's part of the legislative branch. I'm going to I'm going to make sure that I look at that document and, and watch your special from Wednesday when we get off this. If you have your team okay. send a link to that because I want to watch that. I will. And, and look, I, I will. Mean, this is one of the reasons why I have very strong concerns about the uh, the select committee uh, and empowerment there. We have standing committees that has oversight over, for example, the Department of Justice. I'm on House Judiciary Committee. Why are we hauling in the Attorney General of the United States and saying, okay, there's been 550 Americans arrested or charged with crimes about January 6th? Let's go figure out why, who they are, what they're charged with, why they're in jail, how long they've been in jail, what the conditions are. And you explain to me why they're getting the sentences they're getting or why they're sitting in jail. And then tell me what you think then uh, led to all of this. Right. Right. That's how you normally do it. When I was a prosecutor and we charged gun, uh, drug crimes, you, you charge the guy and then you go, OK, tell me who your you know, kingpin is. And you start kind of working up the chain. 
We have full authority to have an actual rational conversation, but we're not doing that. It's all political show. And it's not just a show, to your point. It's political. It's empowerment to empower them to be able to tell us how to live. And if any listeners out there don't you know, have any doubt, this is a power grab to enforce the will of the left over you. That is what is going on. We are at a basically cold war for freedom in this country right now. That is terrifying. It is truly terrifying. Um, we're talking to Congressman Chip Roy. How can we help you? Right now, the most important thing we need to do is to ensure that we have conservatives uh, with an army of people behind them, uh, telling them and encouraging them and moving them forward to lead. So, for example, in 2009, part of the reason that we had a successful Tea Party movement, which led to a lot of good things, right, the formation of the Freedom Caucus, the election of Mike Lee, Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, uh, ultimately the election of Donald Trump. Uh, you know, and I was a Cruz guy right in 2016, but then Donald Trump was mm-hmm. elected and then he took on the swamp and all the good things that we saw through America first. The last decade was a reaction to Obama and so forth. It was very much grassroots led. The American people, in my opinion, need to get fired up again. Remember the marches on the mall? Uh, peaceful, oh, yeah. uh, very well, well executed. But the marches where people came together and they said enough. We need to send a loud signal, enough on the masks, enough on the lockdowns, enough on you know, telling our businesses that they're going to be shut down, enough of paying people not to work, enough of wide open borders, enough of empowerment of cartels, enough with saddling with China and Iran over our, our, our friends and, and our national security, enough of all of this leftism, CRT, wokeism, destroying our schools, teaching our kids that America's evil, enough of that. We say no. We say no now. We retake our country. 2026 is our 250th birthday. It is time for us to reestablish our fundamental principles, reestablish freedom for our kids and grandkids, and do so together. It's our country, and these are our terms. Will you marry me? No, seriously. No, I'm kidding. You are fantastic, Chip. Um, uh, Really, you are saying the things, and I pray that uh, your soul uh, doesn't come under attack or you don't because uh, it will uh, that you uh, you stay strong um, we we need people you know one of the reasons why I think we're not going in, in in droves to Washington is because we did work hard to elect all those people and uh, a lot of those people not the ones you mentioned but a lot of the people that we sent there turned out to be just as bad you know, the, the Democratic or the Republican Party has completely betrayed us. And you know what I thought, Chip, when you were on the when you were in the uh, well of the house um, and you were speaking the other day, uh, I I felt because I've been watching for this moment and it hasn't happened yet. But you are on the edge of it, that that uh, uh, Charles Sumner moment where he stood up in front of the house and said, you know what? None of you people believe any of this. You know, you all say that you're going to stop slavery, and none of you are actually serious about it. And he, you know, he spoke the truth uh, to the power, to the Whigs and the Democrats. And that's what started the Republican Party. Uh, and, and you know, he got a bad beatdown. I'm sure you know the, the history there. But I, I think... We are growing very close to that moment, and you almost had it this week. You almost had that moment. 
Well, I, I'm, I appreciate that. I'm not, I'm not, and you don't mean it this way, but I'm not looking for a moment What I, for me, but I am oh, looking I know that. for a moment for this country. And, and I will say this on the positive, and I, this is important. When I, when I outlined there uh, with respect to Mike Lee and, and, and Rand Paul and Ted Cruz, remember what led to that, right? Mike Lee beat uh, Bob Bennett, a longtime establishment stooge. Rand Paul beat Trey Grayson, the preferred establishment candidate. Marco Rubio beat Charlie Crist, who's now a Democrat. And, and Charlie Crist was the NRSC Republican preferred candidate. Ted Cruz over David Dewhurst. We have these warriors here now because we demanded it. We have the Freedom Caucus, which didn't exist. We met in the basement of Tortilla Coast in 2013 when I was Ted's chief of staff and with a handful of rabble-rousers in the House. The Freedom Caucus was born the next year. We then established this fight. We were, we were fighting the establishment, and then Donald Trump basically ran on that anti-establishment platform, and he killed it. And here we're on a little bit of a, a kind of, a, you know, we're, a tide is pulling back a little bit. That's okay. We need to take all of those wins, kind of reestablish our fire, and now let's go finish the job. It is our job. It is our time. It is our country. We take it back now. Let's, we, but it's on the people. And, and we've we got leaders who are interested in doing it, but it's on the people and, and, and us to work together. Chip, if you have time, I'd love to have you on uh, one of my podcasts. So we had an hour commercial free just to talk. Um, happy I think to do it anytime. I'm happy to come to Dallas, uh, you know, roll up the road from Austin, whatever's good for you. Great. Thanks a lot. Congressman Chip Roy from the great state of Texas. Federal Housing Finance Agency has decided to eliminate a major refinance fee. That means that your next refinance could be even cheaper. You'd essentially be able to save $500 on every 100000 borrowed. Now, you pair that with the historically low interest rates that we've been seeing, and it's hard not to think it'd be a good idea to give American Financing a call and get a free mortgage review. If you're looking for a new house, the reason why, one of the reasons why they're doing this is because the housing market is no longer on fire. Uh, it has stopped because everything became more and more expensive, and they need you to borrow money. What I would like you to do is save money. If you've already borrowed or you're looking to borrow uh, or you have high interest credit card debt, don't pay a dollar more to these creeps in the banks than you need to. Pay the lowest interest rate you possibly can. And American Financing will help you get that. It'll give you a free mortgage review today on the phone. No obligation, no pressure, no upfront fees. You just have a simple conversation of what you're trying to accomplish, and they will look for a way to do that. They work for you, not the banks. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmls consumeraccess.org We want to thank everybody at uh, KZNU 1450 AM in St. George for their hospitality and their hard work and get up really early to help us Hello America It's Friday which means Bill O'Reilly is up in 60 seconds The Glenn Beck Program all right. Uh, I am somebody who believes in freedom of speech. I believe in uh, in the, the right to, you know, consume things the way you want to consume them. I am not for censorship. I've never wanted somebody kicked off the air. I've never I'm not a prude where like you can't do that in a movie. 
I believe you should have the right to censor the things that you want to watch or not watch. I believe the monitoring of what you see and what you hear is your responsibility. That's why I am very excited to tell you about VidAngel. I don't know if you've noticed this a lot, but there's not a lot of shows that you can watch with your family that all the experts say oh it's great y'all your your kids will understand that doesn't use the f word now that doesn't you know show you know naked anyway there's very little you can watch that is safe for a family well so now what do you do Hollywood loves to make things that are great, but includes the language and the violence and the adult content that I don't want my kids watching. There's a service called VidAngel. VidAngel gives you control over the content in your home. Basically, you set the filters, so they don't set them for you. You set the filters exactly what you want to see or don't want to see in your home. You don't want this word, okay? Do you, do you care if it's in there once, twice, how many times? Not at all. You set the filters for you, and that way it's customizable for your family. VidAngel works with most movies and uh, on TV, on Amazon Prime and Netflix. It's so smooth, you hardly even notice it. I want you to check out VidAngel today. I think you're going to love it. VidAngelBeck.com. Go there now. Use the promo code BECK1, and you can try VidAngel for a month for only a buck. They're doing that. I love when I love when companies do this because they're like, yeah, we'd, we'd, lose, we'd lose our shirt if we did that. And people didn't sign up. This shows that they really believe in this, uh, in their own product. And I do as well. It's vidangelbeck.com. Use the promo code BECK1 and get your first month for only a buck. Mr. Bill O'Reilly is with us now. Bill O'Reilly, of course, uh, very famous for some of the uh, some of the most important dance scenes ever recorded on film, uh, and he's also doing something online now. And he is also the author of the uh, brand new book "Killing the Mob," uh, which has been number one New York Times bestseller, I think, since my I think since my first child was born. Um, welcome to the program, Bill O'Reilly. So, Beck, how did you find out that I was the tutor for uh, Swayze and Dirty Dancing? How did, how did you find that out? I kept that secret. Well, um, the nursing home puts out a little, you know, what's what's up with our residents once in a while. And I saw that. Uh, so I have um, amazing moves. You what? I have amazing moves on the dance floor, Beck. Okay. Okay, I'm glad that that's what it was, because it cut out in my ear, and I swear to you, I thought you said, I have fake boobs, and I wasn't going to follow it up. I was just going to leave it alone. Um, Bill, uh, let's talk about about the big story of the week. Uh, In reading your column, I think I know where you're going, but tell me what you think the biggest story of the week was. Well, it's COVID, obviously, the COVID panic. Um, and how it is being mismanaged by the federal government and the uh, corporate media. You know, that's a real severe one-two punch when you really don't have any leadership in the country in politics, and we don't. Uh, And then you have a corrupt media that spins very important stories the way they want to spin it. And, And so the 
um, everyday American, the person who relies on information and guidance from the elected people is left bereft and they don't know what's going on right now. And that's where we are. And it's the long game is that this will cripple President Biden the way gas prices crippled Jimmy Carter. That's the long game. But the short game is a lot of anger and a lot of panic in the air. Okay, so why is that happening? I mean, the CDC comes out this week and they base their everyone's got a mask up again on a, quote, peer reviewed study from India. First of all, that study did not study the same vaccines that are used in America. But more importantly, that study was marked rejected July 6th of this year. Once the uh, CDC said they quoted that study and saying that's why we need to wear masks, Nature, which is where this was posted, pulled it down, pulled off the rejected and pulled all of the peer review comments on why they rejected that. People on Twitter went crazy and said "Uh, this was rejected uh, just last night. It said that. And now the CDC and you're pulling this down. And so they reposted the comments, but then they put uh, uh, revised instead of rejected. What is happening? Well, uh, let's let's as you know, I'm a simple man, right? Um, But let's get it. Let's get it into an uh, arena where everyone can understand it. So the CDC is an offshoot of the federal government. That's where you start. Mm -hmm. A strong president, a president who is actually interested in solving problems, and that is not Joe Biden, okay? A strong president coordinates with the Centers for Disease Control, and they coordinate on, quote-unquote, messaging. Are you with me so far, Beck? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't have to break it down this far. I'm not for but go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I'm worried about Stu. So I know. Messaging. I always do. Yeah. Messaging has to come through the White House. You don't have a bunch of CDC people running around on CNN spouting whatever they want to say. That's irresponsible and leads to panic. And that's exactly what happened. Okay, but wait, 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 wait. What I'm asking you, I'm not, wait, wait, I'm not asking you about the messaging. What I'm asking you is, who the hell is running things? The CDC, why would they, wait, 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 wait. This is, remember, this is a, this is your four-year-old nephew asking this question. Why would the CDC quote something that they know is bogus? Why do they want the masks back? And if it's not the CDC, why would the White House call the CDC and say, find a reason we want the masks back? Who's right, what's I don't know running this? Is this that. the White House or is this the CDC? I don't know. I don't know why people say things that aren't grounded in facts, but they obviously do every second. And I don't know if the White House called the CDC and told them to message that everybody should wear masks. I have no evidence to back up those things. What I do know is that President Biden is in charge. Okay? He's in Mm -hmm. charge. 
and mm. that he does not have an apparatus to distribute true information to the American public. There, it okay, wait, 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 wait. Wait, I don't believe that. I don't believe Biden is in charge. You and I have had this conversation every single week. Biden does not have the faculties. He's not walking into the White House going, guys, here's the plan. That's his He's job. walking in the White House going, pudding. Yes, that's true. But I'm talking about his job is to be in charge in a national emergency, which this is. And, and it, and he, it, it doesn't exist. And when you don't have a leader, then you have chaos. And that's what we have. And the corporate media makes it worse because it won't report the facts. The facts are, and, and, and this is what I wrote in my column, it's posted right now on BillOReilly.com. I want everybody to read it, and you can read it to Stu. Okay? okay. The fact is, the fact is, as Biden would say, this in fact, is there are two groups that won't accept the vaccine. Two. And this is according to surveys, studies. African Americans, about half have not been vaccinated. And right-wing people that don't trust the government, about 30% of so-called self-proclaimed conservatives have not been vaccinated. Those I would add one more group. I would add, wait, wait, I'd add more, one more group that is actually bigger than the Republicans, and that is Hispanics. It goes African Americans, Hispanics, and then the uh, conservatives. The latest data on Hispanics is above 60%. That's the latest data on Hispanics, okay? African Americans are 50%. But anyway, all of these groups have one thing in common they don't trust the government or there's a yes. language barrier, or they're in the country illegally and they don't want to show up because they're afraid they'll be deported, whatever it may be, okay? It's fear. That's what's driving it. So a leader, and that is the president, because there's no other office that can lead. Nobody else in the country can lead in uniting Americans against COVID other than the president of the United States. We elected a unbelievably weak man a befuddled man to lead this nation and now we are getting what we deserve we i no feel reason. like you and i are going back into time when i sat on your studio and i told you what was coming and you said ideal in today and that sounds crazy um and uh let me just say this bill i don't buy in this is there's somebody that has a plan there's somebody that is um saying let's make sure we all mask up again let's be let's do these draconian somebody and it's not based it hang on just a second it's not based in any kind of rational thought uh unless your thinking is for another goal but i just pulled out a study from the rand corporation from last year they were doing a study for the government on when there is a vaccine 
how do we get people to take it? Because they talked about those very people that wouldn't take it. And so they had all these ideas. None of those uh, things are being pursued. Everything that's being pursued is we're going to punish you. You're a killer. You're a bad person. Everything they're doing is the exact opposite of what human nature would accept and say, oh, you're my friend. I trust you now. I'll take it. Right. There's no persuasion going on. There's demonization. And that comes from the media. But you asked a very interesting question. Okay, you say there are people who want to reimpose mask wearing and lockdowns. Yes, there are. And those are the totalitarian leftists who want to build a society that does what it's told to do from Washington and the capitals. That's who wants it. The fastest mask was Kamala Harris this week. Within 30 seconds of the muddled CBC analysis, which made no sense, she had her mask on and was demanding that the reporters covering her wear masks as well, even though every one of them was vaccinated. So obviously, Vice President Harris wants everybody to throw the mask back on. And that is because she is one of the progressive vanguard that want a totalitarian socialist system where you do what you're told. But that so let me that is let me ask you this. No, wait, wait, wait. nobody got to make this point. Go I got to make right. this point. That oh, is no excuse for Americans to not take the vax. That is no excuse that they are trying to force it on me. Yes. In some cases, that's true. But the the holistic thing to do is to protect yourself and your family. Go ahead. Well, all I could just think of, that's no excuse that they're trying to inflict it on you. That's why you should get the tattoo on your arm. Uh, I mean, no, sometimes when the government is forcing you to do things, uh, especially with Americans, that is a natural and healthy pushback to say no. Um, You know, all you have to do is talk about the stats of this vaccine and you're fine but they keep saying that this vaccine now may not work now they're preparing us for a third a booster shot now there's now they're starting to uh tell us that even if you are vaccinated you still need the mask well that tells me why would i take this vaccine that the latest data coming out says moderna is 90 percent plus Again, no, I Bill, when I said I ju- that's what I led this with. When you just yeah. look at the stats of the vaccine, it's fine. But then when yeah. you look at them saying, well, now that might not work and we may it may not be more powerful and you got to go back so to why, wearing a mask. Don't believe them. Don't believe them. Just do what's best for you and your family and the country. And that is protect yourself. Look, we live in a corrupt age, Beck. You know that better than anybody. We live in an age where freedom of expression is being assaulted by social media companies, by corporate media companies, and by the Democratic Party. That's a huge assault on freedom of expression. And it's coming fast, and they use COVID to advance that. And people need to wise up. But at the same time, people need to be responsible. 
And the only way yeah, we're going to wipe this COVID thing out is take the damn vax. All right, back in just a minute with more Bill O'Reilly. Relief Factor is our sponsor. If you have inflammation, uh, this is the cause of of many of our problems. Most of our pain and many of our illnesses begin with inflammation. Uh, and I'm I was never a oh take the ibuprofen. Shut up with your stupid ibuprofen now maybe it's just me i know it works for my wife and everything else ibuprofen does nothing well have you tried ibuprofen 800 yes i have don't write a prescription on something i can just take four of these stupid pills for over the counter anyway um you'd need something to reduce the inflammation and it's Anyway, it, 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 a good one to try is Relief Factor. That's the one that I tried, uh, I don't even know, three years ago, and it changed my life. And believe me, I don't buy into any of this crap. I mean, better living through pharmaceuticals. Come on, I grew up in an alcoholic family. You think I don't believe in drugs to take you out of pain? Of course I do. This doesn't cloud you. This actually works. And it was developed by doctors, and it works for about 70% of the population. So 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Why would you do that unless you're a moron, and you're not, uh, if it wasn't working? 70% of the people go on to try it, and they order more month after month after month, just like I do, because it does work. Try it. You'll know in three weeks. It's Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. Get out of pain and get your life back. 800-583-84. It's ReliefFactor.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. We're at uh, our affiliate in St. George, Utah. I'm here for a fundraiser uh, this afternoon. Uh, and it's actually not a fundraiser. It's just a it, it's it's a group of people that want to stand on whatever the hell the U.N. named this some complex standing against slavery, modern day slavery. That's today. That's what we're supposed to be doing today, I guess. Um, and that's what we are doing, not just standing against it, but we are. We're actually fighting it in the darkest corners of the world with Operation Underground Railroad and also the Nazarene Fund. So I'm here for that today. And then uh, tonight I'm going to be at a uh, concert for the same thing, another fundraiser. Uh, And that'll be up in uh, Salt Lake City at Thanksgiving Point. And you can grab your tickets uh, for that tomorrow. I am at the uh, the official grand opening of uh, my uh, art show, and that is at parkcityfineart.com. I talked to a guy yesterday. I got in there yesterday afternoon, and I was putting some new paintings in, and a guy called from Maine and said, I saw this painting online. I want to buy it. And I didn't know he was from Maine, and I said, come on down, and I'll, I'll wrap it up for you. I'd love to see you. And he's like, I'm in Maine, so I can't do that. Um, but a really nice guy. And anyway, um, you just check it out online or if you're in the Park City area, I'd love to see you on Saturday. All the proceeds for the art also go to Mercury One. Okay, Mr. Bill O'Reilly, we only have a minute. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to come back uh, with you. I, 
I have a few other things that we have to cover, but I don't think we're done with the, the vaccine thing, especially since Biden said all federal workers need to uh, be vaccinated except for postal workers. Now, that wouldn't have anything to do with the union, would it? Uh, The union comes out and says that's not the federal government's place to mandate uh, uh, vaccines. And so he says, "Okay, they don't have to do it. What a weasel. Uh, Back in just a second with comments from Bill O'Reilly. I was really frustrated. My brother and I were frustrated about, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago now about uh, real estate agents. Both of us were having a hard time selling our house. And we were like, I don't even know if I have a good real estate agent or bad. It's like it's like witchcraft or something. I don't know. How do you sell a house? So I don't I don't do that all the time. So I have no idea, you know, what metrics to look for. What what what, what makes a good real estate agent? What makes a bad one? I was doing work for the 500 best real estate agents um, in the country, according to the Wall Street Journal, and I talked to them over a couple of years, and I found out there are things that you do that you can immediately tell that's a good one, that's not a good one. Does your real estate agent already have a website that is robust enough where traffic is coming in with qualified people who are already looking for a house in your area like yours? That's just one of them. We've done all the homework to find the best real estate agents in the country. You just let us know at realestateagentsitrust.com. You need one. We'll find the right one for you. Whether you're moving across the street or across the nation, we'll find the right real estate agent to buy and sell your home. Realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, blazetv.com slash Glenn to subscribe. More with Bill O'Reilly coming up. This is the Glenn Beck program. Dave Rubin, who was just banned by uh, uh, by Twitter for misleading and false information on the covid virus and vaccine. No, uh, what he said was true. Um, He's been banned and we're going to talk to him coming up in a little while. And he has announcement about his uh, new book that is uh, coming out last interview he'll be doing for about a month as he goes on hiatus we'll talk to dave rubin uh from blaze tv coming up in just a few minutes right now we're with mr bill o'reilly um uh, bill let me just let can we go through a few hot topics quickly and just let me get a quick snap sure. from from you but i have, uh, I have the january from i have one go question ahead. from our previous conversation is hunter biden gonna be at that park city thing with the art yeah. <laughs> no he's not no he's All not right. but i tell you art could so easily be and this is why hunter biden's biden's doing it art is so subjective and the prices are just what whatever people will pay for it it could yeah. so easily be a money laundering system and i can almost guarantee you that's that's what that is. That's pay for play with Hunter Biden. That is so obviously corrupt. It's sickening. Um, all right. Let me get right. a couple of quick thoughts from you. The January 6th hearing this week. Uh, you know, as we discussed, I think last week, this is just a play to 
ruin Donald Trump's reputation even further so he can't run again um, next time around and to put the uh, Republican Party on the defensive for the 2022 midterms. So if you look okay. at the composition of the of the committee, it's a farce. So why would it, I, I don't even pay attention to it right now? I, I mean, it's ridiculous. This week, every little girl in America has a new icon and hero. Simone Biles comments. I don't have any comments on Miss Biles because I don't know what her situation is. And I think it's unfair yes. commentators like me and you to, uh, you know, give analysis on something. We just don't know what the woman's mental situation is. 100%. So I think we all be compassionate. I, I think that's the right way to go there. Okay, so I agree with you. However, I would add this because w- the story broke while I was on the air and I said, please don't bash her. Please don't bash yeah. her. Remember, she went through horrid experiences. So I, I agree with you 100%. But I'd like to add, but that does not make her a hero or what she did heroic. It makes it understandable, but it doesn't make quitting does not make you a hero. I can understand. I can have compassion and it might have been the right thing for her to do. And I'm not going to judge it. But when the press comes out and everybody says, oh, she's so brave and heroic. We used to think when Nancy Kerrigan was was clubbed in the legs with with a pipe and yet she went out and skated anyway, we thought that was something to aspire to, not to get there and then quit. And again, I I don't blame her. I'm just saying the reaction from the press making that in heroics is the wrong message. And here's an observation. If Ms. Biles uh, was a conservative woman, uh, that reaction would not be that way from the press. Oh, uh, yeah. I Sadly, I agree. Um, uh, Governor Cuomo coming out this week saying, I never lied. And that's why Justice Department is uh, saying that uh, they're not going to do any more investigation. You know, uh if anyone believes that politics doesn't influence um, law and order in this country, then they're living in, in the land of Oz. So, so let- Cuomo is going to go down to his grave saying, I never did anything wrong. No matter what evidence is presented, what the situation is, that's what narcissists do. Okay. Hmm. They never do anything wrong, no matter what the situation or the evidence is. And that's it. You can tie up Andrew Cuomo in a narcissist bow, and there you go. Biden Justice Department is dropping the charges on the Chinese military spies that were arrested here in America. Comment? The Biden Justice Department does not want any problem with china nor does president biden himself so no matter what china does short of invading taiwan you're going to have a passive response to it it's it is clear that president biden is so weak that he is not able to confront anything 
And I want to make one, uh, and this is an important point about the COVID discussion we had in the first half hour that I hope people heard, and we'll go to your website and my website, BillOReilly.com, to listen to because I do post these conversations. President Trump was brought down by COVID. He lost because of COVID. If COVID had not appeared, he would have won re-election because of the economy was strong. Biden's going to lose re-election because of COVID. People are not going to forget what they heard and saw this week. They saw a president who could not put out a cogent, intelligent, fact-based message. He couldn't do it. Incapable of doing it. And that has caused so many unintended consequences, so much angst, so much bitterness. People will remember that. So ironically, both Trump and Biden are one-termers because of COVID. All right, so let me ask you this. You have Kamala Harris, and I honestly don't think that Joe Biden is going to make it uh, through his old his whole term. I'm not saying that he's going to die. I'm just saying he is so clearly affected uh, when I saw him with the Iraqi prime minister this week, I, I, I just tried to put myself in the shoes and listening to him. I tried to put myself in the shoes of the prime minister. And I thought if I were sitting in that room next to him, I think this guy has no idea what we're really talking. This guy's not in charge of his faculties. So I don't think he's going to make it his full term. But I can't imagine uh, Kamala Harris being the president. No one even her own party, no one wanted her as vice president. No one. Who's going to want her yeah, as president? I see it differently from you, as uh, sometimes happens. I think that Joe Biden will, unless he is uh, physically impaired, make it for four years because that's what the progressive movement wants. They don't want anyone running the country who has any original thoughts or problem-solving skills. I mean, I'm sure you saw the five pillars of the border that came out uh, from yeah. Vice President Harris's office. I yeah. mean, it was like a third grader. And I'm, not, I'm, not de- I'm, I'm sorry to demean third graders. It was like something <laughs> coming out of Miss Crabtree's class in third grade. Oh, we're going to solve all the corruption problems in Central America and Mexico. Uh-huh. Sure you are. We... You know, we sent right. Go ahead. The the progressives don't want to solve the border problem, Beck. They don't want to solve it. They want an open border where anyone can come to the United States because mm-hmm. the progressives believe that will lead to socialism. That's what they right. want. Have a guy. I know, and which there. is a perfect reason why Cuba. We've sent 50 people back to Cuba. We're sending them back. These are the people we should be welcoming, but they generally don't support socialist and democratic policies, and they don't vote for Democrats, generally speaking. And that's, I think, why they're sending them back. And it is, it's an abomination. Biden is basically a pimp. He is pimping children from the, from the, uh, from South America. And from Mexico, he's letting them come over. They are being pimped out. The cartels are getting uh, uh, rich off it. He doesn't give a flying crap about any of that, nor do anyone in the progressive movement. It's all about power. It's not about 
stopping the corruption of the cartels. It's not about uh, making sure that family, women, and children are safe from monsters. Are protected, obviously. But if you're George Soros, because he's the big money man on this progressive socialist movement, if you're Soros and his minions, and believe me, they are very well organized and well funded, who do you want as president? You want you want Joe Biden. Biden. Because Biden yeah, Joe is Biden was a, Joe Biden was the perfect Trojan horse. Yes. So he's not going to he's not going to be removed. He's not going to leave the progressives and, and the media, corporate media will, will support him to the end because he's not going to solve one single problem. Nothing. He's not going to uh, solve violent crime. He's going to surround gun stores. Oh, okay. He's not going to solve the border. He's not going to solve inflation. And Soros and the progressives want the economy to tank because when the economy tanks, the federal government has to run in, move in and run the economy, which is what socialism is. So this is all very logical. Biden is the perfect guy for the progressive movement. And, and it's so clear to me what is happening. And it's infuriating to me. And I just wonder how many of the 80 million plus Americans who pull the lever for Joe Biden are regretting it now. Even if you despise and hate Donald Trump, do you not see the destruction where we're headed here? Do you not see the dead people in the streets of our major cities? Do you not see millions of foreign nationals? coming into the United States, many of whom have COVID? Do you not acknowledge any of that? I don't think they do, Bill. I think think the problem is people like you, people like me, they have spent hundreds of millions of dollars to kill us by a thousand paper cuts. Anyone who is alternative media, anyone who uh, is a conservative voice has been killed through a thousand paper cuts by by the algorithms and by the George Soros's and the smears and the media matters and all of that crap. And so half of the country would never listen to you and I because they have already made up their mind. They've never listened to me or watched me ever before, but they know exactly who I am. They know exactly who Bill O'Reilly is. So that half of the country doesn't watch us, and they that half of the country also doesn't watch CNN or MSNBC because they don't believe it. They don't believe it. So where are they getting their news? I don't think they're getting it. I really well, don't. I have to defer- I have to dissent a little bit because even the people who uh, disagree with us, a lot of them watch me because I'm so charming, all right, and handsome. And so just right. the cosmetics of it, and they will watch. And, and sure. I want to say one thing, and we'll leave, we'll leave you, because uh, I know you have a lot of commercials to sell. and, and, and people. Oh, I've got a bigger name coming up in a minute, so go yeah, ahead. I know. I'm very, very humbled <laughs> to be on with you. But I provided a group. Glenn Beck and his extended family, which numbers now, I think, in the hundreds, with uh, comp tickets to the Trump O'Reilly History Tour in Dallas. And uh, I, I, because uh, Beck is a buddy of mine, I was pleased to do it. But I, I have to say, you are the luckiest guy on earth, Beck, because every VIP ticket in Dallas, Houston, Fort Lauderdale, and Orlando is sold out. 
every does that mean wait you didn't get my family vip tickets we don't have to be in the same room with you i mean we can sit in the dark in our own shame that we're there at a bill o'reilly event but you're and we listen to you talk but we we don't we're not ever going to be get a picture with you or anything are we I hope we do. I mean, I'd like to oh, get, boy. I don't know if we can oh, that many people in a room, but we'll try. Right. But I want right, okay. to direct everybody <laughs> to BillOReilly.com, where the Trump O'Reilly History Tour, there are nice seats available in all four venues. Just go there, and you'll see O'Reilly and Beck in Dallas. It'll be uh, an amazing Christmas experience. It's right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to uh, tell you, Beck, how lucky you are. Well, I, I know that, Bill. I, I hear that from you every Friday, and it is a pleasure to have you on the program. Bill, have a great weekend. Thank you so much. BillOReilly.com. BillOReilly.com. It should prove to be a fascinating conversation with Bill O'Reilly and, uh, and uh, President Donald Trump. Our sponsor this half hour is LifeLock. LifeLock. You know, someday we should hold a contest to see, you know, who's going to who's out there that can steal more of your information and money, the government or the cyber criminals. <laughs> I'm joking. We know who would win that. Um, either way, here's a good idea. Get LifeLock because the cyber criminals are out there. And that's one thing I don't think the government is really doing anything about. Uh, protect what's yours to the best of your ability. Get LifeLock. They will help detect a wide range of identity threats. And if you're just monitoring your credit, you're going to you're going to miss a ton of stuff. And honestly, everybody's going to miss something. And that's where the rubber meets the road here with uh, identity threats with LifeLock. If you are compromised in any way, they not only alert you, but they have a, a restoration team that is dedicated to cleaning any of that up and that's the impossible part. Okay, I've been compromised. What do I do about it? They're there. LifeLock.com. Promo code Beck save 25%. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head over to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code Beck and save 25%. Now, LifeLock.com. Well, the social media platforms do not want you to hear this man's voice. His name is Dave Rubin. He said something on Twitter yesterday, uh, and they have banned him now from his own account on Twitter. Uh, until he retracts it, I don't think he's going to retract it. We talked to him about that and so much more. Dave Rubin joins us from, oof, I can't believe he still lives there, Los Angeles, when we come back. Hello, America, and welcome to Friday. Now, this is going to be controversial, but I believe Dave Rubin is an idiot savant, and I I will explain in 60 seconds. <laughs> the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, by the way, read my new book, How to Keep Your Friends Really Close and Them Always Loving You. Uh, coming out soon. Here's, uh, here's Car Shield is our sponsor. If you've been paying attention the last year or so, uh, car repairs, which were already expensive as it was, have absolutely shot through the roof. Things like the recent computer chip shortage have made sure that if your car's warranty is out, <laughs> good luck. If you have Car Shield and your warranty is out, you're going to be fine. Covered repairs with Car Shield 
are incredibly easy. They handle all the paperwork and expensive payments so you don't have to. That You could literally end up saving thousands of dollars. And with CarShield, you get to pick your own mechanic and they do the rest. It's... Uh, it's like you have your own personal team of auto repair problem solvers. Plans from CarShield provide coast-to-coast roadside assistant, rental coverage, and trip reimbursement at no additional charge. CarShield has you covered. Go to carshield.com slash Beck and save 10% right now. It's carshield.com slash Beck. Deductible may apply. Dave Rubin. Uh, I believe, and Dave, help me out on this, I believe... I believe you may be an idiot savant, and here's why. You're a very smart man, would you agree? First off, Glenn, I just appreciate the savant part. I didn't know where you were going with this. Uh, yeah, well, add I may be exaggerating on that on that half of it, um, but which. Would you agree? You're a you're a relatively smart guy, at least. I mean, you're humble enough. Relatively, relatively, yeah. you know. Relatively, okay. And then you also will admit you still live in California. Idiot savant. See what I mean? What the hell are you doing there still? That's how you want to start us off today. Well, Glenn, as you know, know, I have uh, moved my company, Locals.com, to Florida. I have a couple businesses. I am trying to tie some things up. That being said... Uh, the guy, the guy that you had on your show, I believe, yesterday, Larry Elder, who is my friend and in yeah. many ways one of the, one of the key guys in my political awakening. He is running for governor, and I said from the beginning. I mean, two months after the pandemic started and the crazy lockdowns and the violence on the streets, I was saying that I wanted to at least stay and fight for a little bit. Then the then the the recall actually worked to the point that we're going to get this election. And I want to stay and fight for Larry. After that, I mean, I think then the rubber, the rubber, that's uh, a good reason. That's a, yeah, I mean, I want to help Larry. All I do. Right. And I think if anyone can do it, it's him. I honestly believe that. And maybe there's no way. Maybe there's no chance. This, this state. I'm not is giving. By the way, I'm not giving you savant savant. I'm not giving yeah. you that. Okay. Um, <laughs> does he? Does he really have a chance? Do you really think? Because he, I, when talking to him yesterday, I don't know if you heard the interview, but yeah, he was. He was remarkable, and I really actually felt something I haven't felt for a while, hope. Hope, and yeah. It was a good well, look, feeling. Hope is a great feeling. Hope is the most important feeling, right? I mean, Shawshank yeah. Redemption, right? Like, you've got to have hope. And, and I always, you know, like you, Glenn, I believe in the human spirit. I believe there's always a chance. Now, let's just put aside for a second that California is a deeply corrupt state and they're trying to do more and more with mail-in ballots and all kinds of stuff. Let's just put all of the sort of granular stuff aside for a second. The truth Larry, aside, yeah, okay. Larry, Larry is the right guy to beat Gavin Newsom. Larry is born and bred here. He has an incredible personal story. He's a small L libertarian. Um, he he's really somebody that just wants the state to be open up. He'd like to lower some taxes, let people go about their lives. That really is the the sum totality of it. On top of the fact that he's been fighting for these ideas on the radio and on YouTube and everywhere where he could for you know a couple decades at this point. And look, if he can get into one debate, if they can actually get it to where there's a debate with him and Gavin Newsom. I mean, this guy knows how to box. He knows how to oh, fight. Oh, yeah, he does. And, and by the way, people hate Gavin Newsom. It's not just, you know, there's a real framing that the Democrats are doing that's so happy. dangerous. 
It, yeah, they really do. But the Democrats are doing something so dangerous and dishonest. You may have seen this Elizabeth Warren ad that's flying all over the place right now. They're no. putting it over every every YouTube video where they're in, implying that this is somehow a Republican recall, a far right Republican Trump related recall. It is completely not true. I've been to many of the rallies to open up Los Angeles, open up the state and most of the people there and I talk to everybody, everybody comes up to me. Most of the people there, they're either Democrats who have been mugged by reality, meaning it's a Democrat governor that won't let them go to work, or they're completely apolitical people who maybe own a restaurant and they just wanna live their lives. This is not a far right recall, that we're not taking advantage of the recall process. It really has nothing to do with Trump or anything else. This is people who want to live and it's a year and a half later after two weeks to flatten the curve and Gavin Newsom is obviously thinking about lockdowns again. I mean, that's we can see that bubbling up just in the last couple of days. All right, so let's put back into the pot here uh, the truth that California is wildly corrupt. He's got $30 million already in his bank's uh, bank account to be able to run this reelection uh, or this this fight uh, to keep his uh, gubernatorial ship. Um, and Larry maxes out at $9 million. He's not allowed yeah. to raise more than $9 million. Um, and and just the, that everyone in the media is in the bag for Gavin Newsom. Are they going to are are they goldfish? Are the people of California goldfish? In, do, in do, they certain, have, do they have a long enough memory to to follow through on this now? In a certain regard, yes. Like they are goldfish, and they're just going to be picked off by Newsom and the media and everything else. But you know, one of the things I always talk about is how it's not just what the media talks about where they lie to us. That's the problem. It's what they don't talk about. So, for example, mm. Gavin Newsom right now is being recalled. California is the biggest state in the union. This is not being covered on CNN. This is not being covered in Washington Post or in the New York Times. They don't even cover it. So the average person doesn't even realize this is happening. It doesn't mean that the average person who lives in Jersey, you know, obviously they can't vote in a California reelection, but it shows spirit. It shows spirit that 1.7 million Californians signed this thing in the middle of a pandemic, which by the way, you couldn't do online. You had to physically sign something. And I signed it myself. You had to physically sign paper. And if literally, if your pen touched the line above or below, it was invalidated. So we know that that hundreds of thousands of signatures got invalidated, but we still got to about 1.7 signatures to get rid of this Amazing. guy. So look, the state the state is corrupt and you're completely right about the money situation. Gavin basically has an unlimited war chest and Larry is handicapped. But you know, in the last poll that I saw, Larry is at about 16%. There's about 41 candidates, I think, running against Gavin. Pretty much nobody else has above four. The Caitlyn Jenner thing is an absolute joke. She's actually in, in mm. Australia doing Big Brother right now. I don't know if you had heard about that. So that thing's no. a, fraud, a fraud. And I think what will happen is they will all coalesce around Larry. And then the moderates, you know, there, were, there used to be California conservatives, right? Ronald Reagan came from California. We had a recall election. We got Arnold Schwarzenegger. There are plenty of moderates. And if you take those people, you add some libertarians, you add some disaffected liberals, you add the Trump people, it's possible. It's possible. That's unbelievable. Okay, I want to talk about your new book and also the suspension that uh, uh, you were hit with on Twitter. We'll talk about that. Give me 60 seconds and we're back with uh, Dave Rubin. Summer break is coming to an end. And if that means back to school for your kids and grandkids, oh, you're lucky because they're going to get all kinds of anti-American books to read from school. It'll be great. 
Now, if you would like to have some truth, if you'd like to teach them what America really is about, true history, if you want to teach them why the free market is better, um, you, you really have to start burying this information deep into your kids early because they're going to feel pretty alone and they need to know the truth about all sides the truth about marxism the good things and the bad things can't think of any good things at this time uh no marxism has helped provide me with a very nice career thank you marxists it's been a delight fighting you um the tuttle twins books are out now the tuttle twins uh, are for little kids all the way up uh, but I urge you to buy them for your kids, and uh, and really, there's a lot of adults, and I don't mean this in a demeaning way. There's a lot of us that don't really have the arguments. We don't have the facts. Reading them to and with your kids are is very healthy for all of us. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get 35% off. They'll even throw in all their activity books for free. Buy them for your kids and your grandkids. Get them now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 35% off today. 10 seconds, station ID. Dave Rubin tweeted yesterday, they want federal vaccine mandates now for vaccines which are clearly not working as promised just weeks ago. People are getting and transmitting COVID despite the vaccine. Plus, now they're preparing us for booster shots. A sane society would take a pause, but we don't live in a sane society. Now, he was uh, he was banned from Twitter for violating the policy on spreading misleading and potentially harmful information related to COVID-19. Dave reacted to Twitter saying, yeah, they're lying. Can you take us through this? Yeah, well, first, Glenn, let me address the the last two lines that I said there before we get into the nitty gritty of of the facts. Uh, A sane society would take a pause. We do not live in a sane society. I purposely framed that tweet in a way to just say, hey, Guys, there's a lot happening right now. Can we can we talk about some of this? Can we have an honest conversation about what's going on with the vaccines and why we're suddenly masking people with vaccines and everything else? So the idea that I was trying to be inflammatory here just on its face is, is sort of ridiculous. Um, to just back up for one other thing, I did subsequently delete the tweet because they give you, they tell you that if you delete it, you'll only be suspended for 12 hours. If you want to fight the suspension, you could be suspended for an unlimited amount of time. And as you know, today's a big day for me because we're announcing my next book. And I just felt that I, I had to do that. That being said, I have tweeted out the screenshots again. And I want to thank you guys and The Blaze because you just read the tweet right now on air. And we know that Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, said that if you're banned on one site, you should be banned on all. Uh, so this is not without risk to you, too. And I, I know you're a guy who, who takes risks, so I appreciate that. As for the three points that I made in the tweet, well, they're all true. And by the way, I've just this morning tweeted out screenshots from USA Today, Washington Post and CNN confirming all of the things that I said so we can go through all of them. The vaccines are clearly not working as promised just weeks ago. Well, we all know that because Joe Biden a month ago said if you put on 
the ma- uh, if you get the vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Well, now they're telling us to have the vaccine and be masked. And there are all these studies popping up now that uh, they're not 95% effective. There's one study, I think, out of Israel right now where it's closer to 40% in some cases. So that's just true. And, and by the way, they always tell us, let's follow the science. So if the science has changed and we're realizing that they're not as effective, well then, okay, let's continue to follow the science. So that's number one. Uh, number two, people are getting and transmitting COVID despite vax. Okay, fine. Uh, plus now they're prepping us for booster shots. Well, we know that Pfizer's doing a study right now. And I, I think also in Israel, they're doing a third shot already. Uh, and as far as the vaccine mandate, the federal vaccine mandate, Joe Biden said that himself yesterday. He said they're looking into mm-hmm. it yesterday. And again, don't take my word for any of this. I, I screenshot the, uh, the headlines from, from CNN, Washington Post, and USA Today. So are they getting bans from Twitter? So I no, think people get what's going on here. Uh, okay, so um, uh, glad to, to know that you are uh, back. I, I wish you wouldn't have deleted the tweet, but I completely understand the situation that you're in with a, with a new book that you are putting out because that will reach a lot more people than that stupid tweet, you know. Or and by the way, this is exactly what the do. book is about, right? Like, as you know, I mean, the, the book is about surviving and thriving in our woke dystopia. I'll let you I'll let you be the announcer of the book title, but that's the that's the subtitle of the book and that's the point that we now are subjected to the arbitrary whims of big tech, corporate media, and really the Democratic Party. They've become one thing. Oh, and one other interesting piece on this, Glenn. I was actually live on Fox News with Judge Janine saying just that when the ban kicked in. So, you know, I'm not a I'm not a private investigator, but you think something might be going on here. So uh, uh, Dave Rubin wrote his last book was Don't Burn This Book. Uh, this one is Don't Burn This Country. And tell me about it. Yeah, well, look, I did not intend on writing a second book. I, I loved writing the first book. I really enjoyed it. And then the book came out last year in April in the middle of the pandemic, and the country was literally on fire. Uh, the country was on fire because there were riots all over the place. We were watching defunding the police, crime escalate, everything else. And I thought, wow, you know, in, in Don't Burn This Book, I laid out what my political beliefs are. Uh, we've discussed this many times, my, my classically liberal political beliefs that are, that are generally libertarian or sort of small C conservative, something like that. And then I thought, well, okay, I laid out my beliefs, but now we're still watching the country burn. And by the way, we're watching books burn because you know they're trying to ban all sorts of books. I know you've talked to Abigail Schreier about irreversible mm-hmm. damage when she talks about young girls transitioning. I mean, we know that they're- it's crazy. You know, put, there's just an endless amount of stuff. These are not book burnings in a traditional sense, but they're digital book burnings of sorts. And I thought, well, there it has makes to be as a much. Next don't, step. don't I don't even want to address that. That is like the Fed saying, "We're not printing money. We're digitizing yeah. money. We live <laughs> in a digital world, man." And that Gosh. right there, Glenn, the way they play with language is is part of yes. what the book is about. So the point of, of the first book was to lay out what I believe and why I believe it. This book really is about the things that you can do in this technologically charged madness that we live in, in a time when the government is coming for everyone and everything, and in a time when speaking simple truths, as I did in that tweet that you just read, are suddenly extremely dangerous. I wanna give people the tools to not be afraid and not think that the government has to solve all of your problems. 
Well, in many cases, I mean, first, just a little bravery. I mean, I go into this quite extensively, a little bit of bravery, like there are too many people that just think that this thing will pass them by. Well, we're a year and a half off uh, two weeks to flatten the curve. And I'm pretty sure every single one of your viewers, Glenn, and probably you too, and, and probably Stu and everyone else, if we could all just go like this and snap and go back to say January 2020 before any of this, we'd all probably do it. Even some of the people that really hated Trump would probably do it. And what does that tell you? We had something so precious. And doesn't it feel like it's almost gone? Doesn't it feel like right now the American experiment is just being absolutely ripped away and there aren't enough people standing up for it? There are a couple, there are a couple, but there aren't enough. But, but the point is nobody's coming to save us. We have to save ourselves. People think, oh, there'll be some great political leader that will save me. No, no you, you're the no. answer. Yeah, I will tell tell you, Dave, that um, a, a I think you're right, but I don't think that people um, I think people have been trained to think it has to be something big. It has to be something national. No, it doesn't. Um, if if you don't stand up in your own business, if your boss comes to you and says you have to uh, take this anti white course and you have to examine your own feelings and then step in front of everybody and say why you have privilege and all that bull crap. If you don't stand up against it, if you just go along, um, you've missed the opportunity. And I don't, I don't, uh, uh, you know, I don't expect everybody to do it alone. But if you have 5% of your company, and I think it's more than that, but if you get, can get 5% of the people to say, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing this, and you base it on, true american principles the bill of rights um i think you could make a huge difference but it requires all of us to do it well glenn that's why this is about the individual and that's why i believe in a bottom-up society you know for example right here in los angeles the sheriff has said he's not going to arrest anyone over this new mask mandate. He said it's anti-science and we're not gonna waste the resources. Okay, so the sheriff, he's just one man, but he did one thing. And what that then does is it empowers a small business owner who's been under assault from Gavin Newsom and Eric Garcetti, our mayor, for the last year and a half. It inspires them to say, you know what, maybe I will open my doors and let people make decisions for themselves and make a decision for myself. And then that inspires perhaps the parent who's at the, the school board meeting when they're putting critical race theory in to say, I will stand up. And then more and more people will stand up. That's the only way we get out of this. And I would also add one other thing to that, which is, as you know, I toured with Jordan Peterson. And one of the things that people would ask him all the time, young people would say, uh, you know, I'm in college right now, and if I tell my professor in a paper, let's mm. say, what I, what I really believe, if I go against what they're teaching us, really, you know, the propaganda that they're teaching us, I'm not gonna get the grade. And Jordan would say something that I think is, is exactly what we all need right now, which is that if you lie once, if you lie once for the grade or you lie once because you think the mob won't come after you or it's buying you some time or something like that, that will be the hardest time it is to lie. And then every time after that, it will be easier and easier and easier. And he would say that four years later, after you're out of college, you won't even remember the person who lied in the first place. And we're all sort of playing along with these lies. We know big tech is censoring us. We know the government is lying to us. We know it's fueled by corporate media, but we all keep playing. 
And I think perhaps if we, if we play a little less, maybe get off some of these big tech platforms. I mean, you know, I started locals.com. Just do something in your life to no longer participate in the lie. They call us the liars as, as they promulgate the big lies. It's, uh, it's quite apparent to me that they self-diagnose. Every time they yep. say that person is this, they're self-diagnosing. They see what's in them and project it. It's, it's quite an amazing thing. Dave Rubin, the name of the book is Don't Burn This Country. Uh, you can order it now at Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Dave, thank you very much. Have a good month. We'll talk to you in a month. See you in September, my friend. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So if you're thinking about barbecuing, uh, I've gone from uh, Texas, which was about 180 and 150% humidity, um, right to uh, St. George, Utah, where it's about 380 degrees, uh, but no humidity. So... You know, as you burst into flames, just remember, it's a dry heat. Anyway, um, the last thing I want to do is be out in front of a grill. And I don't have to be because I have a Rectech. May I suggest you look at Rectech? Um, honestly, when I was, you know, anytime I would ever try to grill something, I'd burn it. Uh, it was it was it was a problem. It was a problem. Uh, so I don't know how much charcoal I've had. Um, but I've had a lot of it. Now I don't because I have smart grill technology from Rectech, which allows me to actually stay in the house and not look at it as it burst into flames. It tells me and monitors the temperature, makes sure everything is cooked exactly right, tells me when it's done, and I just go out and get it. It's fantastic. Check them out now, Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You can save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV and get the Dave Rubin Show every day. Welcome to Friday. Uh, today, I am uh, broadcasting from Fox News 1450 KZNU. Um, and I want to thank them for their hospitality and all the guys working uh, that got here. Hmm. Oh, about four o'clock this morning, uh, you know, not the usual time to roll into the office. Uh, I, I appreciate everybody here at the uh, station who have been helping us. I'm here in St. George, Utah today uh, because this afternoon I'm doing a big uh, I'm doing a big fundraiser and luncheon, a part of the Rise Up campaign. Today, Ju- July 30th, is the World Day Against Trafficking. And uh, OUR last year, uh, Operation Underground Railroad, um, they asked people to rise up for children. And there were about 100, I think 150 different locations around the country that were rising up with them and standing in solidarity and bringing friends and saying, hey, this is something really important. Um, come stand with me. Uh, and so they're doing it again this year uh, in St. George. I, the two I'm at is St. George. And then tonight in Salt Lake City, I'll be there with... Uh, uh, Tim Ballard and Lewis Howes and a lot of really great people who are going to be standing up. Last year at Thanksgiving Point, uh, I think there were like 4,000 people that were standing. Um, it's, it's supposed to rain a little today. I don't know if that's going to affect people, but I doubt it. Um, but I'll be there. And it's it's really nice to be in a crowd of people that are committing 
to do to do something really good. I mean, you want to talk about people who are doing this are are Oscar Schindler. You are an Oscar Schindler. You are a, a, a Ben Franklin or a John Quincy Adams. You are the people who are leading the way uh, out of this out of this darkness. So join us. Also, you can make a donation to um, uh, O-U-R, OurRescue.org. Just go to OurRescue.org and make a donation. They're going to be matched up to $100,000 uh, today if you donate today. So if you want to help. Uh, and if you're anywhere in the area, tickets are still available. Uh, and please join us tonight. I brought some stuff with me to tell a couple of stories. And uh, I told, uh, I told uh, Tim Ballard today... Uh, we were flying in here at four o'clock in the morning and, and I said, Oh, I, I brought some stuff. And he's like, Oh, you've got to be kidding me. You brought that. And, uh, so I'm going to be sharing it tonight. Make sure you, you come out, um, and rise up. Mm. Yeah, that's, it's great. I mean, and OUR does so many great things. Uh, they do, for example, helping people around the, the world. We know they do that. They also provide distractions for people who might be nervous about particular things they're doing. Like they can focus on you, the charity. This is three days in a row. Three days in a row. I am never telling you anything ever again. Well, it started on Wednesday with me saying, you know, Stu, I never get nervous. Off the air. Mm-hmm. I never get nervous. Right. You know, the, the art show is coming up this weekend and I could vomit right now. I'm so nervous. Yeah, I feel like I'm a 16 year old kid going to my first job interview. Mm-hmm. And for three days... But I will rise again on the third. That's today's do. Well, I would say what else would a friend do but check in on another friend and make sure that he's Uh doing okay in his time Uh of real internal Uh turmoil about, you know, because what's going to happen to you, Glenn, if this thing flops? You're going to be, if this is a disaster, nobody shows up, nobody likes the art, people spit on the art because they think it's just I don't hack think work. That's, like it's nobody, just a work of, a, of work. an incompetent hack. Like that could easily happen and probably will. And I'm concerned that what uh, might happen to you afterwards. Wait a minute. It probably will. People will be spitting on the artwork tomorrow. <laughs> it's a good shade. This is not helping. 90 percent, 80%, something like that. And I'm concerned about your well-being <laughs> in, in that case. Yeah, well... I'm looking forward to meeting whoever comes uh, tomorrow up in uh, Park City at the Park City Fine Art. Um, uh, last night, we had a, um, a preview of the show, uh, and some of the, the people who frequent the gallery were invited, and a third of the art sold. I mean, that's, that's unheard mm. of. So uh, what you're saying is tell me. two-thirds remains unsold. That wow, is that. the way I did look at it when they told me. I will <laughs> tell you that. Okay, well, is that good? Because I don't really know. But anyway, um, they were probably lying to me. It's, it is bad, isn't it, Stu? It's, I, look, yeah. uh, you know, it's good in certain things. You know, like, ma- like a major just... league hitter hitting one out of three would be good. But, uh, you know, this yeah. isn't exactly that. So yeah. I guess I, what I would say is you should prepare yourself to be let down and i know that one of the hardest things about this is it wasn't just some flippant thing you're doing you poured your heart and your soul into these paintings 
I know how how hard you worked on them, and it really yeah. is a representation of everything you've ever tried so to do. So if it were to be rejected, it would be as if it was re- rejecting your entire existence. Everything you've stood for your entire life. I think that's an overstatement, the, but it is the, a rejection of at least the last year of my life while I've been doing it. I think I, it's more central. Your, your life experience <laughs> led okay, to those shut paintings. Up. <laughs> okay, I got it. I got it. By the way, when is Hunter Biden doing his thing? It's because, it, by soon. the way, if you buy any of my art, you don't meet the president. And I think that is something that you can hang your hat on and go, yeah, I bought this and I didn't have to meet that guy. Can you guarantee that, Glenn? Is that part of the... I can guarantee it. Okay, I now I think these paintings it. are I will sell. not introduce you, not only to the president, I won't introduce you to my father. <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah, that would be, at this point, would yeah. be a little weird. Yeah, uh, but hey, uh, Who's, by the way, I've uh, been sprinkled over the uh, third hole of the Seattle uh, golf course. So that's where my dad is. If you just play through, just think of him. <laughs> just think of him. All right. Anyway, it's wonderful. Wonderful. It was probably not. Uh, it was probably best not to ask permission, uh, you know, to do that. People don't like ashes being spread on their property. I've noticed this yeah. is, a, is a theme. I've heard this from yeah. many people over the years. I didn't understand why he wanted that. You mean, so, Dad, for the rest of, you know, uh, history, people with spiky shoes will be walking all over you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what that means, but that's what he wanted. So And swearing that they just missed shots over, uh, you know, yeah. at your grave. Yeah. Cheating. Um, you know, actually, that's why he wanted to be buried there. Uh, or yeah, wanted, not buried there, but... Uh, Sprinkle there, which he we didn't do. Of course, we didn't do that. I'm no. just making that up. But the reason why he wanted that was because he this is, you know, in like 1930, he was a little kid and he was uh, he was going after golf balls and uh, he would hide in the woods and somebody would shoot and he would go out and he'd steal the golf ball and he would uh, run back into the woods and then he would sell those golf balls back to the clubhouse. Hey, I just found all these golf balls and uh, sell them back. So a guy at that hole caught him and uh, said, what are you doing, little dude? And yeah, I don't know what my dad said, but he, you know, obviously was like, oh, not definitely not stealing golf balls. (laughs) Uh, And the guy said, you work for me for the rest of the summer. You're going to be my caddy. And I'm not paying you. You come out. You're my caddy. For the rest of the summer. Otherwise, it turn you in. And that's how my dad fell in love with golf and learned how to golf and stopped stealing golf balls. Uh, you know, I could have been a ward of the state had he been in prison. Uh, you know, could have been a very dark story. And as it turns out, <laughs> kind it of, just ends in ashes. Yeah, actually ends pretty darkly. Uh, still, yeah. <laughs> it's still a dark ending to that story. Well, it's that kind of a story that you would get if you went to the art show tomorrow, because uh, all of them have stories. All of the all of the paintings have stories. There's some pretty and, dark stories in the art world overall, too. I mean, this Hunter Biden thing, as much as it seems like it's just this evil partisan attack to the media, the art world has a lot of this stuff going on. I mean, I, I doubt Stu, that people. Stu, have, Stu, well, Stu. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many people are like? really good artists i mean who have gone to school have trained have sweated their entire life right and they are far better than i am mm-hmm. that hate my guts right now <laughs> okay they hate me because the entire art world is a racket now 
if this offends anybody in the art world that might carry my art, I don't mean you. Right. Um, but it's a racket. I mean, because the prices are arbitrary. I was talking to a guy in New York who is one of the most famous painters alive today. Okay. He is, he is very well known and he's, he's amazing. Um, and I had an opportunity to talk to him and he said, you know, I'm getting to the, I'm getting to the age where I don't care what they do to me anymore. And I'm like, what do you mean? And, uh, he said, this whole thing is a sham. He said, I'm involved with, you know, I don't want to wait and name names, but the big art galleries in the New York city area. And he said, it's a, it's a money laundering system. He said, it is a money laundering system, drugs, guns, whatever needs to be laundered. That's what's happening. You ever wonder, Glenn, why somebody who's painting, you know, a painting and it's blue and it sells for 500 grand, why, you know, Pantone number 23 is uh, selling for that much? And I'm like, yeah, I actually have wondered that. And he's like, I'm not saying all cases, but he said a lot of times money laundering is going on. And that is exactly what Hunter Biden figured out. This is a legal way that no one can say that's not worth that. Did you see his uh, story out in the news uh, today where he said, oh, you know what? I tell anybody who says my art isn't worth that to F off. Well, that was very mm. that's well spoken. You've turned is, me around. Yeah. Did he throw the um, N word in this time or no? Did he just uh, skip it? No, not this okay. time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he probably wasn't on crack yesterday. He was just on crack on videotape. I think that was Monday. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's calmed down a little. Um, but he said, you know, in this in this um, response, nobody can tell you what anything is worth. It's worth whatever people will pay for it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mr. Free Market over uh-huh. here. Yeah, Mr. Free Market. Um, you've just figured out a way to launder money. They're, they are marketing him in China, not in America, in China. Why? Why in China? Where... He's not a celebrity. Maybe he is. <laughs> He's so well known over there that he actually is a celebrity in China. Yeah. It's uh, a racket. But it's for, a, for bad reasons, uh, I would say. Yeah. yeah. It really is. I mean, I, look, I, I actually agree with him uh, in that, you know, it is worth what people want to pay for. I mean, there, there's oh, nothing wrong with that. It's just no. no one wants to pay that much money for Hunter Biden's art. There's nobody who believes he's a, a really talented artist. There's no one on, the, or on earth, including Hunter Biden, who believes he's a talented artist. It's all about whether people are going to uh, try to funnel money through him or, uh, you know, to at the very the best case scenario here is the person who's trying to uh, memorialize some news story, essentially, like someone who's buying it for the weirdness of it and the fact that there might have some historical value. I would buy his art. For a thousand dollars, I'd buy one piece for a thousand dollars just to put it into the museum archives. So someday, 40 years down the road, you could point to corruption and say, and this is the art that he was selling. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would spend that. And, you know, me, I've bought a lot of I've, I've bought a lot of crazy stuff for a lot of money for our archives. Mm-hmm. That's all that's worth. That's a minor footnote 
in American history um, that you would need to hold up and say, this is the example. Uh, you know, whoever's buying it for $500,000, uh, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself, as my dear grandmother used to say to me. I don't think that ever occurred. I'm pretty sure it did. Let me take a quick break. Sarah, who's our sponsor this half hour? I love American financing. American financing can uh, really change your life. You can save a buttload of money every single month. And depending on the size of your butt, that could be, I mean, how much? In ones, in ones, maybe fives. I've met some people that, okay, anyway, uh, that could be a lot of money, maybe $1,000 a month. All you have to do is refi your mortgage and you don't have to uh, you don't have to reset your mortgage and it's not a hassle. They close at your house. I mean, how great is that? They come over and you're like, they just sign these. Di- OK, and you sign them and you're done. It's really not like it used to be. Um, and there are some real incentives now for doing it. The federal government just backed off on one of their stupid fees. So that'll save you $500 for every $100,000 that you buy. So if you have a mortgage and you're paying 4% uh, in a mortgage interest rate, you're way overpaying. Stop paying that much. If you have high interest credit cards, Get that monkey off your back. You'll never pay them off at a high interest rate. And that interest rate, believe me, will go much higher probably very soon. So please pay off your debts. uh, Get your financial house in order. And the people that can help you are uh, uh, AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. The number is uh, 800-906-2440. Call them. They're waiting for your call now. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Beck Program. I want to thank you so much for uh, listening this week and today. And if you happen to be in uh, the area that I am in, which is Utah today, um, please come out and help us um, rise up. Uh, for our children, you can find out all the information at ourrescue.org. I'll be in St. George here in just about an hour or so. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to be in Salt Lake City tonight. Tomorrow, I'll be in Park City for the art show, um, uh, my first art show. And I'd, I'd love to say hello and and, uh, and show you what I've been working on for the last year in my spare time. Uh, and you can find out all the information on that at Park City Fine Art. Otherwise, I will be back here on uh, Monday, back with uh, Stu and all the news you need to know. We are working on some things that uh, you really need to know about. We'll tell you the starting, the beginnings of those on Monday.